0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, There's a guy who just won a big lotto jackpot who says he did it by crunching the numbers. How does this work, Jim? Yeah, this is a guy from
1: Kawartha Lakes. He won
0: $118,000,
1: and he says he's been playing the Lotto 649 since it came out, since its inception. And every time the numbers get announced, he puts all the winning numbers on an Excel spreadsheet to analyze the data to pick the most common numbers and he claims that's how he picked the correct numbers. How much did he win? 118,000 So it's not
0: even the major jackpot
1: No, it was a side one. I don't know exactly what it was. The uh, It was the Lotto 649 second place prize is what it was and I get it that he like wrote down all the numbers but is that really beating the system like isn't it completely random like maybe even if numbers more numbers showed up than others it's totally random. It's not like when you you see a guy who beat a game show and there's a certain thing in the
0: game show people don't realize that gives away the prize number or whatever. Like the Price is Right guy. Have you seen that documentary? Perfect Bid? It's on Mm -hmm. Netflix. It's about a guy who, who does the same thing. He has an Excel spreadsheet of all the different prices of items that are on the Price is Right and then he goes on the show and he nails... The showcase showdown. He gets the perfect bid. Yeah, at the end of the show and wins both uh, showcases.
1: Yeah, the pro- producers didn't realize that like they give away the same car and uh, similar chips every time, so the prices are the same. So if you just add them up, boom, yeah. there it is. And
0: he had made he made like a computer program. To help him memorize all the different prices, it's an elaborate uh, undertaking. And there was another
1: documentary. I can't remember what the game was, but it was the no no whammies, no whammies, whatever game that was. Yes, there was a dude who he he would VHS record every single episode. He would watch it and watch it and watch it. And his wife was like, "You're crazy," but he realized that the winning block that if you stopped the um, the random uh, I don't know, there's a thing that went around on a board, and you push a button, it stops, and that's the money you get. Yeah, he realized. the sequence. Yeah, and in the whatever there's one square that if it hits that square, the next one is the winner so he would just wait till that square lit up hit the button and and then it would land on the next one and he would always win. And as it was happening, he was nailing it, nailing it, and the producer was like, how does he know what's going on? So that guy beat the system. I think this guy is just he played it long enough and got lucky. (laughs)
0: Yes! (laughs) Right? It's the lottery. Data crunching. He says he's been playing since the inception of Lotto 6 49. Yeah, so it's bound to happen. Finally, after what, three or four decades, it <laughs> paid off? He got lucky. Yeah, yeah. If, if it was a foolproof system, he would have won the
1: jackpot. Just true, saying. True, But he is a grandfather. He plans to pay off uh, his mortgage, which is good.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It wouldn't turn down over a $100,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't know if uh, all that time in putting <laughs> those numbers into a spreadsheet... Really did anything for yeah. him? You try to tell him that he'll never believe it. Your
1: peacock, your peacock, your peacock.
2: Are you brave enough to let me see a peacock?
0: Taking a look at sports with Devin Peacock. He's our sports guy and a real baseball aficionado. To quote him uh, from earlier in the week, "It's the most boring sport in the world, but I love it. <laughs> I do love it, but it also can be boring. But maybe."
3: Not as boring after the new rule changes come to effect, and they come into effect uh, this year. So one of the big issues that makes it the boringest for me is how long baseball is. On average, in the past, it's been an, the average game was like three hours ten minutes. Last year, they got that down to three hours four minutes. Finally, <laughs> they're they're aiming for way two, better. They're, they're aiming for two hours thirty minutes. Wow! And the way they're going to do that is bring in the pitch clock. The pitch clock uh, starts this year. It might be one of the most radical uh, rule changes they've ever had in Major League Baseball, certainly in a long, long time. I love this. And so, batters have eight seconds. To get into the box and get ready. Pitchers have, when there's no runner on base, have 15 seconds from the second they get the ball from the catcher to make their pitch. If there's a runner on base, they have 20 seconds to get ready to make their pitch. And so if you are a batter, you take too long to get into the batter's box and get ready, you have an automatic strike. If you're a pitcher
1: and you take too long to make your pitch, it's an automatic ball. Is this going to be like basketball, where there's a visual shot clock counting down, or like football, where you just—it's part of the game—you have to know how much time is left? Good question. Uh, there is going to be a
3: pitch timer, like a person who actually starts and and stops the clock. I think it would only be right for there to be a clock so the pitcher or the batter knows. Mm-hmm. They haven't said. All they've said is there's someone who's going
0: to be like doing the clock. Is there going to be a buzzer? Mm. Uh, that'd, be <laughs> that'd be awesome. awesome. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. They're gonna need something. All too, you better get (laughs) pitching. They should. They should
3: have, in all seriousness, though. They should have a clock. I don't know if a lot of the stadiums are outfitted to have that in, like, the batter's eye. But, like, the pitch clock is going to severely change things. What they've found, because they've been testing this in the, in the minors, that a pitch clock can shorten a game by 25 minutes. Okay. So you're getting, uh, but you're getting under three hours, and what people want when they go to a baseball game is they want
0: to be there for three hours. If you can be there for 2.30, uh, then you're know. good to go. I, I, I do like going to an afternoon game that lasts all afternoon. I don't mind being at the ballpark all day if it's a nice sunny day on a Saturday. You know, yeah, I think so there's Tuesday a time and place.
1: Yeah, with your if you're with six buds, you know, and you got nothing to do, right? Make and you're just kind of wasting the day away. But it you're is right. Great. If
0: it's a work night, then it's a different story.
1: But Dev, like, what is this going to do to the game? Because you're speeding up the pitches. That must mean there's going to be more hits, right, or less hits? Well, or? So
3: here's what's also happening is they have banned infield shifts. So you can't shift like crazy the way they used to. They're also making the bases larger. The bases are now 44% larger. What? Four
0: <laughs> feet by four feet. Which means uh, the bases... of plywood.
3: They're, they're actually... The bases, because they're larger, they're 4.5 inches closer so like the base pads are actually short so it's going to make it easier to steal what they're trying to do is cut down on collisions around uh, bases and and whatnot but it's going to make i think
0: softer as
3: well (laughs) Mm, (laughs) softer to touch it's going to make i think uh teams a bit more aggressive in terms of going for second maybe stealing bases so it could add to some of the excitement but uh all of this together is to speed it up And uh, to make the game more fun, because what has happened so much during the past couple of years is it's become a league of home runs, strikeouts, and not a lot else. Will
0: this take effect during spring training, or will it be day one on spring training? They
3: are going to hammer this into the Mm -hmm. players' heads.
0: Okay, interesting. Well, we'll see if it works. Still got to shave another 10-15 minutes off somehow <laughs> no, <no, no>, no. <laughs> If they want to reach their goal Thanks, Dev His taste in beer is refined I
2: bought uh, six Bush Light, six Bud Light And I love them, tall boys His advice, world class He'll have like uh, four beer He knows his limits I mean, I'll have six His logic. Can I have uh, two liters of pop? Is unquestionable Can I have two liters of pop? A man of science What's more healthy? four beers or two liters of coca-cola do the math this is the
1: adventures of the two-liter
0: pop guy you probably know dino from his now viral interview on chch tv outside the beer store in st Catharines. but did you know this is not the first time he has been a local news sensation did he once try to blackmail the queen of england Okay, take us back. What year was this, Dino? 1991, I think. And at that time, you were working where?
2: I have the paper here, yeah, 1991. That was uh, I was working at Private Eyes.
0: Private Eyes, which is an exotic dance club?
2: Yeah, Niagara-on-the-Lake, or dare I say, Viagra-on-the-Lake.
0: Oh, well, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and this became an international news story because some uh, employees of the royal family came into the strip club, right? Oh, yeah, no
2: serious employees. These guys, because I could tell by the insignias on their on their shirts, because I looked after and I go, oh, my God, these are the divers. These guys are the divers that check underneath uh, the Britannia for bombs, right?
1: The get royal this? boat.
2: Yeah, and it, get this. In 1983, the same type of a crew that was on the royal yacht, when the royal yacht was in San Francisco and then President Ronald Reagan was on board the ship with Queen Elizabeth herself, eight bombs were found on that boat.
1: Wow. Okay. So So these guys have an important job.
2: These guys have an important job, and guess what? I mean, these guys are great at inspecting tops and bottoms. Well, I'll tell you one thing. They were doing it at Private Eyes that night.
0: (laughs) So you took a picture of these sailors of the royal boat in the club with some of the girls, And you held on to these and decided that you were going to make a move, and you called the Royal Palace first. I
2: called the Royal Palace, I tell you, man, within 60 minutes. Within 60 minutes of having those pictures, I says to my boss, I says, I think we got something here. He goes, Dino, it's Friday night, it's busy, get to work. I go no, I'm busy. I'm gonna make you famous.
0: You make a collect call to Buckingham Palace. What happens oh, next?
2: Yeah. From a payphone, and they're like, uh, by now, because I I've been drinking with these guys, right? Beers, bamboo. You? Oh yeah, it was a party. I call Buckingham Palace, and sure enough, they answer, "Hello, uh, Buckingham Palace Press Department." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, cut the bullshit. Give me the old lady." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> How'd that, that go it. over, Dino? <laughs> they me, But and, you told them you have these pictures, and what was their reaction? That right away, see, like you mentioned blackmail,
2: right, or extortion. They start asking me uh, uh, how much, they didn't even wonder where I was, because they knew I was in Niagara Lake. They didn't even wonder if I had them. They were just wondering right away what kind of uh, monetary funds need to exchange. Hands, uh, and I said, to, and I knew, eh, I said, don't ask for money. Yeah. I said, because no, no, then I they don't.
0: can arrest you, right? If mm-hmm. if you, if you yeah. then they'll say, "Oh, this guy's trying to extort the royal family," and that's probably a major crime.
2: Yeah, and you know what's funny is I go, I go, "Excuse me, I don't want money from you people," and I could tell for some reason that "you people" thing it pissed them off. Well, well it usually yeah. does. What do you? <laughs> and they go, "What Ask did you Don mean, you people?" <laughs>
0: that's I, Don All the cherries. <laughs> I pulled a cherry. You you hang up with Buckingham Palace. Your next calls to the National Enquirer, and they buy the pictures yeah. from you for how much?
2: They flew a friggin'
1: a plane down here to meet me. Whoa! Florida. Like on
0: a random tarmac, like a
1: drug deal. They no, we we met at uh, McDonald's on Lundy's
2: Lane. <laughs> <laughs> so Niagara Falls. Yeah, oh, it was great because get this. So we meet at McDonald's on London Lane, and I'm telling you, the guy they sent looked exactly like Danny DeVito. Bite everything.
1: Are you sure you didn't look into a mirror?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: He goes, okay, let's go over to the Best Western, right? And we go over to the hotel, the bar in there, because now I'm figuring out, my brother's with me, he goes, he goes oh, my God, these guys think they're going to get you drunk? That ain't going to happen. So we go in there, and they start buying me drinks. The more I drank, the higher the price went. <laughs> oh.
0: What'd you get up to, Dino? What, like, tell us Can how much say? these pictures went for. I really can't say. Was it six figures? Six figures?
2: Uh, let's say seven. Seven figures? No way. No, it was that uh, wait? One, two, three.
1: <laughs> oh, five. Do the math.
2: <laughs> Five. Okay. Five okay,
1: figures. Sure, still okay. Fine. Yeah, right. pretty I, good. But, no. but in 1991, and in American funds. Now, Dean, Dino, when I first saw you, I said, "This is a guy I'd like to hang out with, maybe, and get drunk with." But did you not violate the bro code here? I mean, these guys—they're working hard. They just want to have a drink and take a night off, and you gotta throw them under the royal bus? No, are you crazy? These are all the sons of senators and. and um. the,
2: Big lawyer you you don't get on the Royal Yacht just being, you know,
0: average Joe. So they got scolded, I'm sure. Oh. They got a stern talking to, but you don't think you got them all fired. No, no, not a chance. There it is. Adventures okay. of the Two-Liter Pop Guy. Thanks, Dino. On the next episode, we're going to hear about the time that Pink Floyd almost sued you.
2: We'll do the Pink Floyd story because, believe me, it's hilarious. Do
0: the math. This is the Adventures of the Two-Liter Pop Guy. Is there trouble in your relationship? If so, you better talk about it. That's the best thing to do. Confront it before it reaches its boiling point like it did for an Allentown, Pennsylvania couple 40 years ago. Uh, 40 years 40 ago? 40 years ago. Tony and Francis Toto were having marital well, marital problems. Tony had strayed from the relationship. Uh. And his wife, Francis, was not impressed. So she decided to hire some teenage hitmen (laughs) to kill her husband. They shot him twice, tried to blow up his car, and attacked him with baseball bats. Now, when they shot him, he had been drugged by Francis. She gave him a bunch of sleeping pills. So he didn't know what was going on, but he survived the shooting. And they just celebrated... 57 years of marriage. <laughs> Hold up. They stayed together after uh, after the assassination attempt. Holy. Here they are, nice little romantic Valentine's Day catch-up with the Toto's, talking about their relationship and how you get past something like that. Twice, one in the back of my head and one t- down on the bullet, went right through the chest. And the one in his head is
1: still there. I don't think I was thinking straight. It was like a love-hate kind of a thing.
3: And then we both cry, and uh, we said to each other, you know, for now one, let's talk, let's talk, let's communicate better. Something that we should have done before.
0: <laughs> wow. He is a forgiving man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, he was in the wrong. <laughs>
1: Yes, I know. Initially. I strayed as well, and I caught a couple stray
0: bullets. I know, it all goes out in the wash. (laughs) Two wrongs don't make a right.
1: That is crazy. I like how she's like.
0: I just, I don't know what
1: I was thinking. I just Sounds was going like the, crazy.
0: The sweetest old grandma, doesn't she? Oh, I just had a bit of a moment. <laughs> oh. When the car bomb didn't work, I decided to shoot him twice in the head. Yeah, one
1: bullet's still there, by the way. We have a heck of a time getting through airport security.
0: Ah. <laughs> oh. That's true love, I think. Yeah, if they can get past that, then your problems in your relationship don't feel so big, do they? And the bullet went right through the chest. And the one in his head is still there. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, you've got a video you want me to check out? Yeah,
1: buddy just sent it to me this morning. Shout out to Kyle Gamage, bricklayer in St. Thomas, sent me this. And it's a video of a, of a dad, and he's working in his front yard. they got the DeWalt radio playing and uh, his this kid, kid is kind of watching him work. His kid looks to be about two. And, Taz, this reminds me of something you told me uh, earlier this week. Your your daughter had a bit of a, a bathroom accident
0: at home, or you are worried she did, I right? thought she did. She came into the, into the kitchen, is what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. And she had no pants on, and she had brown smears all over her face. I was terrified that it was poo-poo. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had a mishap in the bathroom, but it turns out she f- just took her pants off for some reason and then got into mommy's makeup drawer. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just makeup, but very easily could have been feces. Y- you leave a kid alone when they're uh, under a certain age, yeah, and there's always a chance that there is going to be a big bathroom mess that they cause
1: somewhere. Somewhere. Whether they do it like and it's under a carpet, something then you find it later. But this this dad, he was working with this kid. The kid's like a year and a half outside there. And so the dad takes a drink of his coffee and he goes, Wait a sec, the coffee tastes a little weird. So he checks his ring camera on his front porch, and sure enough, there is his kid. While his back is turned, he's bent over near a table saw, and the kid pulls his pants down and pees directly into his coffee mug that's sitting on the front staff. (laughs) (laughs) Now he didn't post the video of him taking a sip of the coffee after, (laughs) which would have been (laughs) hilarious. But the kid just directly into the cup, no hesitation, the kid knows... I don't don't know, the kid doesn't know exactly what he's doing, but he doesn't go anywhere but the cop. Like, he's aiming exactly for it. It's a good aim. Yeah, pretty impressive. He's he's almost potty trained, basically, just wrong receptacle. They
0: need to have a mug floating in the toilet, and that (laughs) kid will be uh, potty trained in no time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He does get it right in there, right? Look at that. (laughs) It's like he doesn't spill a drop. Yeah, pretty good. (laughs) This tastes a little odd.
1: Yeah. Good thing he was drinking coffee and not like Mountain Dew, or he wouldn't have been able to tell the difference of the taste.
0: Would you be able to identify urine if you'd never tasted it before? <sighs> but like you're, you're you're surrounded, but like you you smell it often.
1: You know yeah. what I mean? Like so, I think maybe I don't know if the taste. You'd would identify the smell it from might. the smell. You go. I think I recognize something's off here. Because what makes you go to the ring camera? I don't know. I th- I bet you. I bet you uh, your body knows if you drank urine because it's so bad for you. Well, actually, it's not bad for you. It's sterile. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I, I'll, I'll, you could pee in my coffee someday this week, Taz, okay. and I'll let you
0: know if I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Mythbusters. <laughs> Don't turn your back for a second, Jim. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. So, a researcher, a professor in London, England, with a PhD in music psychology, has cracked the formula to creating a happy song. And he has made a list of what he claims are the happiest songs ever written. Here are the top five, starting with number one. Good vibrations by the Beach Boys. Great one.
1: Good. Smile on your face. Ah! James Brown would, Totally
0: it's like
1: Movie montage
0: so Somebody's good. in a great mood This song so comes good. on
1: Now this next one
3: fun,
0: This is a real British one. one House of Fun by Madness Huge hit over there Pink is number four Happiest songs And I would agree This one uh, always puts me in a good mood Billy Joel Uptown Girl
1: I am kind of surprised Pharrell's song Happy wasn't on the list because To be
0: honest. happy Yeah, that's just the top five though, Jim That may have uh, been a little further down the list okay. uh, Based on the, uh, the formula that he Came up with, the song has to be in a Major key with 137 beats Per minute and have a few Other technicalities And danceability is a must Of course, yeah Curious to know, we don't play any of those songs on the Taz and Jim show, but is there a song that we do play that always makes you feel happy, that puts a smile on your face, that gets you tapping your toe? And we've got a couple of uh, text messages that have come in. Here's one. Long way to the top always puts a smile on yeah, my face. I do like this one. Something about those bagpipes Yeah, when those things time. kick in. It's a good one. You
1: got some over there, Jim? Yeah, uh, Nathaniel Rateliff, S.O.B. Son of a bitch! Give me a drink! I mean,
0: singing along to this one makes you happy. Yeah. So, you know? Good old Nate Rate, as we <laughs> like to call him. <laughs> yeah,
1: we coined that one. Another one here, Don Henley, Boys of Summer. Makes somebody happy. I gotta tell you, this one makes me sad. It's like the end of summer. It's like getting older. That's not what it always makes me feel like. I would agree with the Don
0: Henley version. But the remake The Ataris. The Ataris version makes me happy. It's a little more rocking, yeah. yeah. A little more upbeat. Bass hog in the
1: meantime, that song, Big Wreck, all great ones, too, that are making people happy. Semi-Charmed Life, maybe the happiest song of all time, <laughs> yes. honestly. Even anything, though we don't listen
0: to the lyrics closely, but anything with a doot doot-doot yeah. or a shoop-shoop <laughs> shoop, shoop, shoop sure. that you can sing along with. That always makes you happy.